and we're back guys um it's the college kids with wilson right here and, and fernanda from the college kids and we have a very very special guest today and his name is anthony smith of the exotic network Ooh, sound fancy huh? sound fancy he sounds fancy fancy this guy right here is well i was gonna you know say out your accolades but this guy's got so much he he, he is Wilson always go. tells me I've lived like three different lives. He, yeah, go, go, come on, let's go. The Anthony Smith, lives, the exotic network lives. Um, start from the beginning. Yeah, let's um, run it. The we had A and A Extreme Hauling, A and A Extreme Trucking. Um, we had, of course, the Exotic Network, BBM four. Um, the IBR Five. Registry. Um. I'm sure I'm forgetting something that'll oh, come yeah, into play yeah. once we get in. Oh, towing company, another Six. towing company. Um, man. Oh, the DJ thing. DJ People's. Seven. That would be seven. Yeah, yeah. People's Media, eight. People's Media, eight. This man has lived by no means a uh, yeah. boring life. This this guy has done a lot. He is... Uh, multifaceted I, I like to make the joke yeah the well multifaceted yeah, yeah 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 yeah. well we're gonna pick your brain um here at the college kids we kind of we like to understand why okay the question of why you know why go to college why do this why do that and you as someone that i know personally has not gone to college mm -hmm. but has made more than a lot of people that have got bachelor's master's and doctors that i know in their field you've accomplished all of the millionaires I know have not gone to college. And that's what I wanted to, to figure out. So All of them. Every last one of them. Explain to me. Why? Why do you think that's even like a, mm. a common occurrence? I think it takes a certain personality to realize that you don't need someone looking over your shoulder to like pat you on the back and say, good job, Wilson. That was great. I'm going to think about moving you up to vice president next month. <laughs> You know, it's just yeah. like, I'm going to own it. I'm going to run it. And I'm going to do what I want to do. So it's a lot of uh, strong minded uh, individuals uh, and people that really believe in what it is that they're doing. No matter if it's from one guy I know is worth four hundred million dollars and this guy owns probably the largest pizza company on the East Coast um, wow. and he owns. I think he owns like 600 of them now. So wow. they are literally like the little Caesars of the East, East Coast. Coast. And I heard there's a place out here, but I haven't been to it that compares to his company out there and it's Pyology out here on the West oh. Coast. So it's like a customizable pizza. Spot. Yeah. So it's basically Little Caesars, not Little Caesars, it's um, Subway for pizza. Yeah, that's Pyology. Yeah. And I just uh, literally thought that that was crazy. Like, you're literally going to make this pizza and you're not going to cook it. They have no ovens. Oh. They don't cook. They, that's what I'm I've saying. I've heard I, of that company. Pyology, they cook the pizza? Yeah. yeah. Okay. For his company, they do not. So they give you the box and yes. take it to go home? Yes, and you go home. Yes, and he's got 600. But, bro, when I tell you this pizza is by far, there's no pizza that I've ever compared. had that compared to it. He, None. When that they make the idea. dough fresh every day. Okay. The sauce is made fresh daily. Okay. Um, everything that you're putting on, all the toppings are cut daily fresh. Daily. Wow. So it's like Nothing's you're getting. No. No. 
Nothing's frozen at all. And that's what I mean by um, the subway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they literally box it. You go home and you tear the top off and you slide it in the oven. Mm. And it's that easy. Wow. Said my so. girl would kill me if I came home with some pizza that wasn't cooked. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, that's that's something new right there. Like you waited you 20 minutes it? and I still got to cook it? What? Yeah, no, it's... so. But those ideas are the ones that make millionaires. Like right, right, things right. that nobody's ever thought of and his dad helped him out tremendously his dad is a wall street guy and wow. banker yeah so he used some of the wall street money from like the 60s and 70s mm -hmm. that he kind of you know kind of killed it for the family yeah. and helped his son out yeah. yeah and he was like my son's always been a hustler i met the dad too mm -hmm. and i had no idea um the dad was who he was but when you're like 75 and your wife's like 30 <laughs> It kind of yeah. looks like you got a little bit of money, you know a, what I mean? A little bit of dough. It could be a little, a little bit. He's a good a personality. Yeah, great personality. Great personality. I um, but he was just telling me how his son was as a kid, and he knew that college was not for his son. He was like, "So, I knew that I had the financial stability for my son to fail, fail and keep trying and try again." Or fail and go to college if that's what he chose to do mm. after trying a couple different things. And he was like, I was, he went, the dad went to college and he was like, what my son wanted to do, I didn't necessarily agree in, but I believed in the kid, which was his son. And at the that husband. time, a 40 something year old man. Yeah. So it really does come down to sometimes just not only believing in yourself, but the back side of things so like your parents yeah. like and being able to have that type that of support, support system, yeah. you got to have some form of a support system or something that you feel like you don't want to go back to so there's another situation which is another millionaire buddy and he just grew up super poor his dad ended up getting deported back to mexico um for whatever illegal activities the dad was into and it was just him and his mom and he was just like we were so broke and i was just so destined to get us out of this situation that it was like there was no way that i could fail because i I had to go home and literally look my mom back in the face and let her know like i don't know what we're gonna do you know yeah. so he took his dad's old truck and just started working his dogs and selling them and just getting them out there and he was the person who's who is now probably the number one not probably he's the yeah. world's biggest breeder period on the planet you know and it just happens to be somebody that's extremely close to me now but he said when facebook first came around it was like a um uh like the perfect storm you know what i mean like he was young enough to understand what facebook could be and he understood that it was free but he was going to be able to promote whatever it was that his product was and get it out there to millions of people and it was absolutely free. And it was at the time that it was growing like crazy because it had switched. Facebook was, when it first came out, it was yeah, just, it was for, just colleges, for college. Right? Yeah. So then once it opened up to the public, he was like, oh my oh. gosh, this is going to work. So when he posted, he kind of, um, he believed in the dog, but he never thought the dog was going to do what the dog did. So he posted, this is the first million dollar bully, is what the post said. Mm. And he just all the laughs all the laughing emojis and like yeah. people talking crap underneath. but it was still giving engagement exactly so people were getting exactly. those views being able to see him yes but he and was he never in love with the oh. attention he oh. was in love with the money and he knew that at that time attention equaled money because now it was going to keep the eyes on him so as this dog started to develop those people even the people that were laughing we'll ended up back. becoming customers oh so it's not only sometimes being 
like a, a very like hustler mindset, mm-hmm. but it's being able to see those type of moments in yes. time. And and another thing is all of these people were young and believed in what they what they were trying to do, right? So it's like that you guys that are coming out of high school and really believing in what it is that you're doing, if you have a semi-stable home base, like, go for it. You know what I mean? Because your parents are going to see you trying, and that's what they want. You know what I mean? No matter how the success comes, they want to see you be successful. So they're going to be more accepting of you. I'm going to put it in my case. My parents were more accepting of me failing at the businesses that failed Mm -hmm. just because I was out there hustling and trying. You know what I mean? Like, son, you always got a a place to stay because at the same time, it was like, I'm not freeloading. Like, I'm not just coming home like or living off of a girl and like, hey, she kicked me out. It's like you're really out here trying to do something and trying to change um, your life for the better and your kid's life for the better. And, you know, hiccups happens, you know, because at that point when you are an entrepreneur, you're on a full time like job. It ain't. It doesn't ever stop. Not a full time job. You're always learning. Mm. You're learning on the job as you're doing things. Definitely. And the one thing that I learned with one of my first businesses was, I didn't want to be the owner, but I was the owner. And what I mean uh, by that is, the people that we would go and do work for would try and take advantage. Like, oh, you could do it for this price. Come on, bro. Uh, like, you could do that. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like. It's a 40-year-old man talking to a 19-year-old kid in their eyes, and that's what they see. No matter if in public society's eyes you're an adult, you you guys are both equal. No, 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 no. no. This man has many, many more years, years, and he's looking at you as this young, you know, shin-bound. Hey, man, you could do this for 200 bucks. And I'm like, no, no, we can't. You know, so after, like, me getting talked down a couple times, I would just literally go... And pretend like I was calling my boss. Oh. Hey, man, do you think that da-da-da-da-da? And no? All right, all right. And then I would go back over and be like, hey, man, the boss said no. And he'd be like, all right, man, I still need you guys to do it. And then we would jump on it. But there was nobody ever on the other line. It was all me. My mind was already made up. We weren't going to do the job. (laughs) Yeah. But it was my personality. And everybody doesn't have a dominant personality to just be able to say, hey, bro, no, I am the owner of the company. And no, this is the price. You know what I mean? So... That was something that was a trait that was inside of me that I had to like force. Yeah, not force, but like work out, like figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be able to engage with people and be able to understand what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. The very first time I learned about subcontracting, we, I had a hauling company and I was probably like 20, maybe 21. And I had this little dump truck and we would just go around and we were just like cleaning up yards and picking up trash for people like not physical trash but like junk that they would have in their yards the area that we live in is vast so people have a lot of land and people are junky you just start collecting stuff and you don't realize you have too much of it and then it comes time that you have to clean a house out clean a garage they will call us so i was i don't want to say ahead of my time but i was posting to the yellow pages i was posting Mm, to yeah big books um um there was something there was a little booklet that was out i can't think of the name of it um uh, another like yellow type, yeah. yellow pages type book, but it was way smaller. Yes, okay. advertisement, right? Yeah. You'll pay weekly, your ads will go in. Okay. But anytime we got contacted out of the yellow pages, it was always a big job. Okay. Asian lady calls me from New York. She tells me her dad owns property in Hesperia um, and it needs to get cleaned out. So me and my best friend, who was 
he wasn't a partner. He was just my best friend. You know what I mean? I took all my friends on the jobs uh, to try and help out, put some money in their pockets. They all lived at my house. And Dang, he was always the big baller. Right. Yeah, for real. When was, okay, hold up. Before you even go deep into it, how big? when was the first time that you said it was your house? Yeah, I bought my first house when I, well, my dad gave my sister and I our first home when I turned 18. Mm. Wow. Then when I was 20, we sold that home and split the money and gave my dad some money so i took 120,000 my sister took 120,000 and my dad i think we gave him like 60 grand right my sister went and bought a modest home three bedroom two bathroom Dope. built in the 90s i wanted something brand new KB what year homes. was this this is 07 07 oh okay no 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 07 was when it started to go bad yeah so this is 2006 five, five. Jordy is, yeah, Jordy's just born. This is 05. 05. So I'm about to have a daughter. I'm 20, going on 21, and I just wanted the biggest house that I could get. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm young. Why We're going to continue having kids. Like, <laughs> I just, I would rather buy one house rather than buying a small house and having to sell that house Keep later. So I ended up buying a house for like 350000 So I ended up buying the house, and then I bought my daughter's mom at the time a brand new Civic. I had a Range Rover. I had a street bike. Range Rover and a street bike? Yeah. Oh, but, always but, but, you guys, I was such, like... You a hustler, though. I'm going to be a millionaire you, that I didn't... None of this looked outside, like, it didn't look... It, it was, it it was it normal to me yeah, because... It, it was, always fit. Yeah, it was... It was never like, oh, you got this, but you also got, like, no, a huge no, amount of no. this. So, like, I would get out of my Range Rover and people would be like, bro, how do you have... How do you afford this truck and like now you're pulling up on a brand new street bike and my neighbors literally thought that i was a drug dealer <laughs> because i worked graveyard so i was home oh, all during the day and then of course you know once you get out of high school you're still young or in college you still yeah. communicate with a lot of young people so it was people coming over all the time it looked like maybe a drug house you know <laughs> but we didn't have traffic like that but it was just always young people you know yeah um five bedroom i think my house was like 3500 square feet two stories five bedrooms it was huge it was, yeah it was, it was a huge house big but i worked for the railroad and then i owned my own business so i was like i was it was money coming like crazy and then at this time people were taking loans out on their houses and doing these home developments and like adding on to their yeah. homes or like just doing stuff to their houses so my hauling company was booming and I would literally go to work and I would pay my boss so I could sleep. <laughs> Here goes a hundred bucks. Just let me go to sleep. Dang. Yeah. Take a nap. Take a nap. Be so, able to rest up. But that situation isn't going to be everybody's situation, yeah. you know? And so how do you feel? Well, go back to the, to the hauling, like the your first so subcontract. You, out of high school, you went straight to the railroad, you said? I was oh, working was for it? Foot Locker, and that's okay. another interesting right. story is how I ended up at the railroad. I was working at Foot Locker, and the manager of Foot Locker from the time I was a junior up until I was like 19, 20 when I started at the railroad. One of my buddies ended up having a kid with the regional manager's daughter of BNSF. Mm. So I ended up going to a family party, and Dan, which was the regional manager, we're just talking you know talking shit like he had a little bar the bar set up and we're making drinks and we're talking and he's like hey man i like you and he's like what do you do for a living and i'm like uh i work at Foot Locker. and he's like you mind me asking what do you make so i tell him and he's like 
you want to make some real money? I'm like, yeah, man, of course. What are you talking about? And he's like, listen, I got a job for you. Show up on Monday, but we're drunk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not thinking this So you don't know serious. if it's serious yeah. or not. So I ended up not showing up, and he calls me. And Dan is the kind of guy that you just pay respect to. So it's like when I saw his number, I'm like, what the hell is this guy calling for? But I pick up, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, Dan, what's going on? He's like, hey, how come you didn't show up today? And I'm like, uh, I thought you were just joking. He's like, no, I don't joke. Tomorrow, show up. And I'm like, well, I need to put in like a two-week notice, this, that, and the third. He's like, no, tomorrow, show oh. up. So I went down to the railroad, and there was no orientation, no drug test, no interview, no nothing. I'm in. That's crazy. And it was so crazy, especially at this time, because even now, it's really hard to get into the railroad. Right. And the railroad is uh, like comparable to being a, a police officer, a fireman. You know, mm. they all those good all those jobs align with each other. It's good benefits. Right. Yeah. Um, the retirement's good. All of that stuff is good. But me receiving my first paycheck, and I was like, this ain't it. Like, I'm never going to be able to, like, retire early. No. Do anything. And the thing that I always did when I got a job, because I always had a job and a side hustle. Okay. Um, was look at the people who are in the higher up in the company. How are they living? And it's like, bro, if you're coming to work right now in your five-year-old suburban living in a neighborhood that you don't want to live in but you're like three or four steps above me i don't want that job you know what i mean and everybody has different money problems and maybe yeah. you know this and that blah i don't know exactly the way that they were living but i knew it wasn't no lamborghinis in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> you knew it wasn't you know I mean? up it there wasn't, it wasn't no mercedes in the parking lot like the way that these guys are living are like regular people you know and it's yeah. like if I'm going to have to live like a regular person, I want to be able to have more time. And sometimes it's not all about making money, you guys. It's about the time that you're never going to get back. So you're actually working for time. You're not working for money. The more money you get, the more time you're going to be able to have to do the things that you want to do. And that's the one thing that I've it, it has taken me a long time to it's develop and realize and understand that that's what it's about, you know? So really, it does come down to sometimes just understanding the little things. Yeah. And knowing. But something that I really wanted to... Because money truly isn't going to... And my girlfriend, I had a girlfriend, not my lady now, but she used to always tell me, like, when's it going to be enough? Like, when are you going to have enough? Like, you're sitting, like you're living in this yeah. beautiful home. You got, like, 50 grand in a safe upstairs. <laughs> and you're still, like... It's hustling. 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 Like, Every day. And I'm like... No, it's about the hustle. Like, I don't care about none of this stuff. Like, I'll give all this stuff to my baby mama, my girlfriend, whatever, and do it all over again. You know what I mean? Like, it's more about, like, the somebody saying that you can't do something and then you being able to do it, you know? And that was one thing that's always been heavy on my mind. You know what I mean? Like, ambitious. Yeah. Like, I wasn't yeah. a straight-A student. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to be the valedictorian and go be a doctor somewhere or go do this or go do that. But... I knew that I could outwork the person who was smarter than I was, mm. but it was about doing it in a smart way, in a smart fashion. And I knew if I combined it, the wit that I had with dealing with people in like individual situations with me being a hard worker, I was going to be able to go far, you know? So as someone that has done all these things and got the accolades and has worked their ass off and has that hustler mindset, who do you think being in college is for? So, Francis, my daughter. I have a daughter who just graduated from high school. Okay. 
I feel like she needs she needs she still not that she needs college, but she still needs further guidance. Mm. So and I would be afraid for her in her mindset because she's so young and naive and not that she's not a hard worker, not that she's not smart. She's all of that, but she just doesn't have a direction. Right. You, you like a lot of kids that come out of high school or going into college. They still don't know what they're going to do. Like, you're like, what's your master? What are you, what are you going to do once you get out of college? And I have a cousin who just recently graduated from college with his bachelor's. Right. Yeah. He's going back because he still don't know what he wants to do. So that's kind of a problem now, isn't it? Like most I, I see that a lot now in, in today's like college going enthusiastic students. It's you're going and you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So and that's expensive. That, that, that sounds, really is expensive. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I told my kid. I said, "Listen, when you go to college, you need to treat this like a a career, a job, uh, anything else, right? Because if you go in there, you think you're just about to go to these frat parties and have fun and this and that, and somebody's going to continue to pay for you to go to school, you're losing your mind. Daddy's ain't dad. I'm not doing it. So as long as I see you achieving your goals." I don't care if you have fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want you to have fun in high school. I want you to have fun throughout life. But it's about managing the fun with responsibilities. Yeah. Right. So, so now that we've under, so college is meant for somebody that needs not only structure, but some sort of guidance in how they look forward to, to, to work in life. Yeah. And then sometimes you need just the connections. So, because sometimes it's good just to be around a bunch of like-minded people. There are so many people that have gone to college, found a bunch of buddies, and started a company and left. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? Very true. Right? Zuckerberg, right? Zuckerberg. I don't, even, I don't like, there's so jobs, many. Jobs, yes. Right? There's so many billionaires that have went to school, found like-minded people like them, started a company, and got out of there. Yeah. Right. So sometimes it's, it's about surrounding Networking. yourself around a network of people that are about doing the same thing, even if you don't know what that thing is. It might be something that Wilson comes to play and like, we're like, we can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't always, because everybody's not meant to be a boss. Everybody's yeah. not meant to be a CEO. There still needs to be employees, but you can be a high ranking employee, employee if you help start one of these companies, you know? Yeah. yeah. But then how do you differentiate someone like that's coming right out of call uh, high school uh-huh. and th- they don't pr- practically like know or like college but they don't know if they got that hustle inside of them to to say you know i got this passion and i want to do it should i jump the board and and keep this alive or should i go into college because there's a lot of us that are now seeing the difference seeing that college well, is good in 2022 there's there's millions literally of ways of making money and i feel like as long as you're not going to go to school but you're doing something that you genuinely love to do i have a best friend my best friend's name is yvette shout out to yvette her sister pita always wanted to do hair and she just didn't know how she was going to get into the la scene she just didn't know like the ins and outs of what it was going to take what was the difference between someone who's at Supercuts and someone who's doing Madonna's hair? Yeah. The hairstyle's the same, but somehow you made it to Madonna and you made it to the local beauty salon or barbershop around the corner, right? She does any top list celebrity's hair that you can think of now. And she is, she doesn't even consider herself having a company. She's just a freelance hairdresser. 
Really? And she gets picked up and goes on tours around the world. She wow. just left with like Lady Gaga the other day. Um, she, she's always gone with somebody. She's always in these remote locations yeah. that you just see blue water and <laughs> palm trees. Fresh water and, and it looks nice and clean. <laughs> and Bahamas. Right. Yeah. Floating in a lazy river, you know. <laughs> and she's happy, you know. But she's, she's an like, expert. Like that's what she does. That's the only thing she does. That is what she's always wanted to do, and she found her lane of doing it. And she literally just left the high desert and was like, I'm moving to L.A. Like, I'm going to go move to L.A., and I'm going to figure it out. And she just made it happen. She just made it like there's no way back for me. And then I have another friend who never left the high desert, and he has a multi-million dollar barbershop. And everyone told him you will never put a black barbershop into the mall. It just won't happen. He did it. And he has one of the biggest barbershops with over 40 barbers on his staff in Southern California. And he's young. Uh, he's, Poe is 32. Poe's 32? What? I'm sorry, hold up. Wait. Drives what? around in a $140,000 oh, yeah. Mercedes. <laughs> has his wife in a $70,000, $80,000 Mercedes. Just bought a $2.2 .2 million home. Yeah, like, pull up you guys, like, like, don't let your dreams, like... Fade out. Exceed what you what your expectations are. You know what I mean? Like there's you're there's gonna be ups and downs in life, but you just gotta push through. Pose had ups and downs, but he just worked hard and never let anybody tell him no and stayed in his field and was became a master at it. But he paid attention to what everybody in his field was doing and what they weren't doing. And he implemented the things that he felt like the barber industry needed into his own company and took out the things that were in the black barbershop that were going to keep him from being a supercut or one of these, you know, nationally motivated, motivated uh, companies that are out there. So it takes more than just being able to like have this like rigor and you're good at this one thing or mm -hmm. great at, at it. You also have to be a little bit more of a business mindset person. Like you yeah. can't just go out there and, you know, expect to make. Millions no, Poe was not. Listen, listen, listen. Poe will tell you, you guys need to get Poe on college kids. That would be dope. You guys should do it in the in the barbershop or in the mm. new studio that we yeah. just set up. You can do it right there. <laughs> yes. Um, but he didn't know. And the cool thing about seeing somebody that's a barber is it's like you built this personal relationship because I will get my hair cut weekly. You know what I mean? Because I was, yeah. I'm, I've always been for a long time, besides the ladies keeping me motivated, like... <laughs> If I look good, I feel good. And if hey. I feel good, I'm at my best, right? right. There's nothing yes. that you can tell me when I'm fly and I'm stepping out of a <laughs> dope whip. Like, there's no, there's nothing that nothing. you can, nothing, bro. Nothing. With the Tims and everything? What? And cleaned what? out with a fade? What? Oh. Oh, oh. Listen. Okay, so back to it. But there was nothing that no one could tell Poe that was going to move him away from what his dream was. And seeing him start off working for someone to starting his own barbershop to cleaning that barbershop up just the the legacy of what he's leaving behind and his trail when you look back it got nothing but bigger okay and Each he, step he of just the way. learned as he went along the way yes he and that's what i was getting to by being there weekly is he's telling me like aunt i learned this this week mm. what are you doing with your business you know what I mean? Because we were the two young guys that had businesses at the time. We're the only, like we're around forty and fifty year olds that are like doing the stuff that we're doing. But, but they we're got years in it. Nineteen twenty. You know what I mean? And these older guys are looking at us 
and not necessarily giving us the information or guidance that we needed, just kind of watching what we're doing. You know what I mean? And I feel like the internet has helped that out in so many ways, right? It's, it's like the, the way to get information and the, how fast information can move and you can receive it on so many different ways. It's like, if you don't read, listen to audiobook, get the information that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people like to read and lay back in their book. I mean, in their bed and just read silently. Cool. However you have to get the information, get it because it's out there, but it's going to do nothing but speed, speed up the process. I actually love that you brought that up because that actually brings us to the point of college used to work. Mm-hmm. We like to to think about it like, 20, 30 years ago, like you coming out of, out of high school, mm-hmm. everybody I bet told you, go to college. You'll get a good degree and you'll get a good job. Mm-hmm. The white collar, blue collar job, mm-hmm. you'll get it, get 50, 60,000 at the time. That's what the equivalent of like about 100 today. So that's a good paying job. But I think it's changed dramatically with the internet. It's changed dramatically with Google certificates. It's it, changed dramatically with the way that our education system is now not the only thing there to teach somebody how to do something yes so how do you feel about that like i know that college is still great you're not going to get a great job maybe anymore uh-huh. but you could get a google certificate and you can walk into the field that college would have got you in no matter what piece of paper you get or you provide you're still going to have to put the work in, right? You're not going to get a master's and think you're just going to walk in and everybody's going to bow down to you. It's not the military, right? <laughs> you don't get ranking, and then due to the ranking, everybody has to say, Mr. Uh, Wilson, <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> that is not the way that it works. That is not what's going to works. happen. Okay. And for instance, me, a, not many, a few of my jobs, I've had a counterpart who went to school, me not going to school, and we're doing the same job, getting the same check. And he's paying his college oh. loans off and coming to me asking for help because I'm the one who's knowledgeable on what it is that we're doing because I learned through doing the job, right? You learned a bunch of stuff through school that was generalistically going to help get you this job. You can now say, I can read computer analytics and help a company grow their company to blah, 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 right? But when you come into work, guess what? I've already grown 10 companies, right? And just because I've never went to college doesn't mean that me and you can't do the same job. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to out-hustle you or see. Like, it would be, I would simply look over like, why are you asking me? You're the one that went to school. (laughs) So actually, And it was a joke, you know what I mean? I I could call my boy right now and we're friends to this day. And it's like... And you say that and you're such an asshole, but <laughs> I didn't have the, I didn't have what you had. And I knew that I wanted to be a mechanic per se. Mm-hmm. So the only way for me to become a mechanic at the time was for me to go to a ITT tech or a this yes. or a that. And I said, no, you could have started your own garage. You could have started with a tire shop and worked your way up. There's plenty of people that don't have any kind of degrees in mechanics or working on cars that are working on cars now. Right, because when your car's broken, it's not like your heart. Nobody's yeah. asking to see these certificates yeah. that are on the wall. They just <laughs> want you to fix their car. Yeah. So, but okay, you've done a lot. You've worked all these different, and you know, you've built so many side hustles to make actual businesses. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you see that? Like, what's the difference between you just start, a college? You just go for it. You just go. Hold up, a college student that's gone into the job and someone that's hustled their way to learning all of it. 
and being at that same position, being getting that same position? No, the grind is different. It's like somebody who hits the lottery mm-hmm. and somebody who earns the money. The people that hit the lottery are more likely to give the money away and mess the money off than the people who have grinded from day one to get to that same position. It's like if I had to earn this million dollars and you came into a million dollars because one of your grandparents died. Oh, it's a completely different different. view. Oh, bro. So it's the same thing, right? You're going to come in out of college with a chip on your shoulder because you felt like you went to college and you have some form of a degree, which you do. But you you also have like a form of like like due to society, like you're better than than these other people other that people didn't that do work. it. When in actuality, these people had a harder way of getting there because you had the guidance of asking a professor or doing this or yeah. doing that. I don't know how college works. I don't know. I, I haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something similar. It really is. College college is set up in a way that. But that would be the closest analogy that I could think of. Don't let. Don't feel like anybody owes you anything no matter if you've gone to school oh, or if not. you didn't go to school and don't treat people any differently like it's, just the, it's the same thing i tell my kid every day right you never know who's going to be your boss in 10 years you might get out of school and show up and guess who's your boss and they're like we can't hire her <laughs> <laughs> just because it's something that you did in high school right yeah so build those relationships don't burn try bridges. not to burn bridges and work as hard as you possibly can no matter what it is that you do in life fair enough fair enough saying that and seeing all all of what you've done and being able to see that grind what would you say to someone that has gone to college dropped out and is trying to figure it out like they're point blank kind of in limbo do it until you're 30 by the time you're 30 you need to find a career. <laughs> not, it might not be going to school. You you want to jump into a, a a trade school. You want to be doing something serious by the age, age of thirty. Is that the sweet spot? That's the, I the think magic it's number. The sweet spot, right? Because we we're that. we're living longer, right? So oh, at the age of yeah, 30, that's half. I feel like you're that's a little bit less than half, but your yeah. prime. Not only at your no, I don't think you're at your prime until forty. Really? Yeah. Is it because you're you're about to hit forty? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but you know what they say, like your 20s are meant for you to take risks, to yes. learn, to just to learn. try everything you want to and to yes. be able to grow from that too. Yeah. A part of growing from that though is the first thing that you have to be able to identify are the people that are in your circle and who's going to last, who's not going to last, who's wasting time and who's really trying to do something. And once you figure that out, you're going to be able to move forward and accomplish so much more because you're going to realize who's holding you back and who's trying to help you move forward thank you we really appreciate this i'm we're going to come back with this because i honestly we're going to nitpick you and one more question oh i'm sorry sorry, sorry. go 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 go, go. closing that one out so from all the lessons i guess or everything that you've tried and learned what do you think was the biggest lesson from all the businesses and everything that you have grown from um sometimes you got to be an asshole Mm. straight up and i can give you guys a perfect example of that we i had my business and i had moved my friends into my house because everyone was still living at home so i felt like if they if i gave them some form of responsibility then they would mature up yeah and that wasn't the case for everyone you know so for one week, I had like 
maybe $17,000 worth of work lined up for these guys. And I was taking a, a trip to Hawaii with my family. So we went to Hawaii, left one person in charge to take care of everything. And I came back and they handed me $2,000 and said the truck had a flat tire. But everybody was in my house smoking weed and playing video games. Ooh. Oh, it got ugly real fast. Uh. And that was the point in my life that I realized, no, they were like, we're friends, but you guys are now disrespecting what I'm trying to build. So by you guys doing this, I need everybody the fuck out of my house right now. <laughs> it was in that moment that you Yo, knew. You're telling me this truck has a flat tire? And you couldn't fix it? And I'm missing $15,000 because of it? So this tire cost me fifteen grand. That's what you're telling me. Luckily, I was able to go back, and due to me being who I am, I was able to bring him back. Bring back some of those gigs. So we only ended up losing like five thousand dollars. But it made me realize like these guys aren't as serious as they should be. And the other thing was they didn't feel they didn't have ownership in the company. So they felt like they didn't have anything to lose and they were easily replaceable, yeah. replaceable, which they were. But I didn't see it that way. I These guys are people that I grew up with that I was literally taken care of. Like they were my own kids, even more so then. And they were just fully taken advantage. So realizing your circle and who those people are that you guys call your core friends and the people that you guys believe in and hang out with on a daily basis, once you tighten that, you'll be able to move forward you'll be able to i like that thank you for that actually if you could just say something that you would tell every college going adult to them right now like just tell them straight to them like is college worth it is whatever words of wisdom that you could tell them what would they be go for it while you still have your youth college no, whatever it is, whatever it is, go for it while you still have your youth. If your heart is set on college and you feel like that's something that you need to accomplish, like that's my kid. She feels like she needs to go through the steps that college are going to take her for her to succeed in life. So who am I to tell her not to do it? Right. Right. No matter if I'm about to lose thousands of dollars <laughs> because I don't agree that school is the way it's her route. Yeah. But if you feel like you have this little invention and this is going to change the world, go for it. You're young. You have all the time in the world to go to school. Guess what? There's 50-year-old guys that are taking courses that they should have taken when they were 20. And there's 17-year-old kids that shouldn't even be in college that have surpassed, you know, whatever it is that they're doing in high school. So now they're taking college courses. There's no direct path. There's no direct path. There's nobody that can tell you they know what's going to happen after this. After you finish and after you graduate, there's nobody promising you anything. So no matter what it is you feel in your heart, go for it. No matter if it's a hairdresser, photographer, videographer, um, if you want to work for Google. You know what I mean? Like everybody's not meant to be a boss and an owner of a, right. of a, of a huge company. You know, some people just want to live in a suburban home and have that white picket fence. Yeah, that's it. Some people still want a husband that's just going to take care of everything and they're just going to sit back and take care of the kids. There's no correct way of doing it. Just go after it is whatever that is that you believe in, you know, but I don't think college is it. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, there you go. You guys heard it here. Um, Anthony Smith, CEO of like 17,000 companies. And Sorry. he's telling you guys like sometimes it's it. Some things aren't it. 
And according to him, college ain't it, and I'm on his side. <laughs> uh, you got anything, last words to say, Mrs. Fernanda Rivera? Yeah, we're definitely going to come back because okay. I feel like there's just... Oh, there's layers. a treasure oh, layers of and layers. Yeah. layers and layers like a onion he's he said he's 40 he's picking up his 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 spat is you know he's got it he's he's about hit you look you see you got like thirteen thousand gray hairs but it don't matter oh oh oh, oh look at him hey hard work hard work right there and we'll be getting more on him later but we'll see you guys on the next episode